Alone with their baby for the first time, a new mother and father are flooded with novel emotions and a whole new kind of love. Although they cannot know what they will experience over the weeks and months ahead, they have now experienced firsthand the miracle of life. For them, this moment is one of a kind, a unique event in the history of humankind. Yet to reach this point took not nine months, but millions of prior generations. What the mother has undergone, and how the pregnancy and mothering will change her, what the father has contributed, and how this tiny, helpless infant will gradually develop into a full-grown adult, belong to a story much bigger than theirs. It is the natural history of how human beings reproduce. Human reproduction has an extensive natural history, and biological adaptations with that kind of pedigree demand our attention. However, the evolutionary background to human reproduction rarely has been examined in depth. This is odd, as successful breeding is the key to evolution. Furthermore, despite the common assumption that natural is better when it comes to having and raising children, few have thought to ask what is really natural. How did we evolve to reproduce and raise children? In order to answer this question, we must peer millions of years into the past. The features of our reproductive biology evolved in our vertebrate and primate forebears, including the basic anatomy of our reproductive organs, internal fertilization, breastfeeding, and the practice of toting babies around. By understanding how and in what environment these features evolved, we can make reproductive decisions that ensure our health and well-being and that of our offspring. But this book is not about returning to a primitive lifestyle. In today's world, it would be absurd to try to return to the kind of existence led by our primate forerunners or even our gatherer-hunter ancestors. Rather, it will provide much-needed context for our current reproductive behaviors in order to dispel harmful notions promote practices and technologies that reflect a deep understanding of natural human biology, for example, the birth control pill, and most of all, put minds at ease about such fraught topics as breastfeeding duration, different forms of birth control, and attachment parenting. The scientific mysteries explored will, I hope, lead listeners to better decisions on their reproductive journeys. Ultimately, my goal is to enhance the richness and naturalness of the reproductive experience by connecting it with the entire history of Homo sapiens, that remarkably equipped primate. Everything began with sex, so that is where the story begins. In Chapter 1, I discuss the evolution of human sex cells and explain why sperms and eggs are so different in size. Why does it take a quarter of a billion sperms to fertilize one human egg? We really need an answer to this question, as there is mounting evidence for a worldwide decline in sperm counts, with rising levels of bisphenol A as a prime suspect for its cause. Chapter 2 is about cycles and seasonality. Why do women, apes, and monkeys menstruate, while most other mammals do not? Are women fertile only during a few days in each menstrual cycle? I explore the implications of seasonal patterns in conception and birth, especially regarding the conflict between our biological clocks and the modern age of electric light. Chapters 3 and 4 take us from mating to conception. What is natural in human mating? Monogamy, harems, or promiscuity? 
Are our reproductive systems adapted for competition between sperms from different men? Turning to pregnancy and birth, I look at possible evolutionary reasons for the dreaded morning sickness. Did nausea and vomiting evolve to protect the fetus against perils of the mother's diet? I also explore the mystery of why human birth is uniquely challenging, making help for midwives almost indispensable. We move on to development in Chapter 5, which focuses on the vital topic of the human brain and how its uniquely large size has been a driver for many adaptations in the way we reproduce and care for our young. Why are human babies born in comparatively immature state, requiring intensive caregiving?